0: I have definitely done this. <laughs> me too. Me too. And I still remember my mom's reaction when she saw me after I plugged my mom. She's like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Uh, Welcome to the Chemist Confessions podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Gloria. And this is a human conversation on all the skincare
1: science we talk about on the daily. And today's
0: episode, what are we talking about, Gloria?
1: This is a decode episode, and I think this is almost a wish list kind of topic. Mm -hmm. It's been super hot here, so we're like, let's look ahead to cooler days. So (laughs) let's talk about occlusives and how to seal that moisture in for the fall. Mm -hmm. So for this episode, we will be decoding two very different styles of occlusive products you might see on the market. But before that, a few brand updates.
0: Yeah, and first things first, we should talk about last episode. We had a lot of confusion Mm -hmm. and uh, we were decoding... Dermalogica's Peel Foliant, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that was uh, on the spot. A lot of confusion.
1: Yeah, we picked out the product because of, um, well, we picked it to decode because when we we're browsing different peels to talk about, mm-hmm. we saw that it has like that hodgepodge blend of everything. Efferves. Just yeah. everything. It's got enzymes, got AHAs, it's got AAs, it's got phytic acid, it's got the words, So we thought it's a great one to talk about. And then while we were decoding, I was like, "Where is the base? This has got to be the most acidic product ever, right?" Yep. And we made a reel about it and posted it. And someone kindly pointed out that we blatantly missed the amino methylpropanol that is the neutralizer in mm-hmm. the base. We'll be honest, it's not one that's as commonly used in our, um, in our past. Typically you see sodium hydroxide. Yep. We also use arginine sometimes, sometimes there's TEA. So this is not one that we are super familiar with. So thank you so much for pointing it out. And just to set the record straight, we picked up the actual product just to double check. This one did clocking at a pH of 3.6. Mm-hmm. Combined with a hodgepodge of active, we put this at uh, kind of a medium to milder strength peel yeah. on our peel guide. So check out the blog for more.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're not perfect. Sometimes we miss things and we get things wrong. So there you go. But otherwise, uh, in terms of other brand news, we are get gearing up for a couple hatcheries coming up <gasps> in couple. the last quarter of the year. A couple? I know. <laughs> uh, we've been very hesitant to give timelines because for those of you who have been with us long enough know that these timelines change but we're really excited because we've got some new things coming but so if you want to be a hatchery participant that's someone that is going to go through our product incubator trial some of these formulas for a few weeks Uh, we definitely recommend you to check out the website and sign up under the incubator page and join our chemist crew Um, so yeah look forward to that soon
1: if you're To irritation, yes. If you're prone to PAH, yes, right. please sign up. Hint, 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 wink, wink.
0: Yeah, if you have relatively angry skin or you have an angry uh, what's the word I want to say, congestion prone scenario,
1: <laughs> red <laughs> congestion, if you will. Also, <laughs>
0: if you are a fan or maybe even not a fan of our cleanser. We will also recommend you to sign up. So hint, hint, hint,
1: hint, hint, wink. hint, hint, hint wink. Wink, <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Next, we have our, some of you might have already noticed, we have our back to school kit. And um, it contains our Mr. Reliable Moisturizer, a specialist for spot treating mm-hmm. those stubborn spots mm-hmm. or your blackheads, and um, a little trio sample kit of our blank slate cleanser. And we put this together because we think, oh, this is a great Really simple routine to cover your bases, regardless of your skin type. And on top of the simple routine, we also have a really adorable swag pin. Our first swag. Uh, Yeah, it's super duper cute. It is Flasky, our trusty mascot, going back to school with you guys. So (laughs) it's kind of like a basic, um, but not so basic, cover your bases routine for everyone. So check it out. The kit is available at a discount. So please take advantage of this limited edition kit and enjoy. Yeah. Otherwise,
0: we should also update. You know, funny enough, talking about occlusives, our Bon Voyage <laughs> is also out of stock currently, but it will be back in stock very soon. Um, It looks like we are scheduled to have this episode come out around nine eleven. Yep. And around that time, we are probably looking at Bon Voyage be back in
1: stock in just The next two weeks. week or two, yeah. yes. Yeah. So if you haven't yet, please sign up for the wait list. You'll yeah. be the first to know when it comes back into stock.
0: Yep. And please don't forget to use your promo code PODCASTSHIP for free shipping with your order. Um, this is exclusively for our podcast listeners as a thank you. And also um, for those who are just curious to try and we gotta don't want to deal with shipping. So otherwise, I think that's it. That's it.
1: Let's go into the news. What do we got? All right. First things
0: first, we got a launch. <gasps> we got a launch from Glow Recipe. mm-hmm. mm-hmm pick a fruit. I, I think with Glow Recipe the fun thing is just guess what's the next fruit that's you know, coming up.
1: Every time Glow Recipe has a new launch, I'm like, <laughs> ah, yes, I need more fruit. <laughs> I, fruit in your diet? <laughs> yes. yes. I literally need more fruits. I'm pretty bad with um, eating fruits. I eat mm-hmm. it sporadically and when I do, I eat a ton of fruits mm-hmm. and I'll stop completely for a few days and I always buy two bananas too many yep. and then by the end I'm like, oh. Yes. Banana tragedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns into I think last time I made like banana oatmeal cookies. The wow. time before I made like banana something healthy and I try to convince myself that I enjoy it, but I really don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is probably a sign of our millennialness. No. Don't but say I think that. like banana calculations and buying bananas on a spectrum <gasps> is like a very I don't know. Maybe you guys can tell us, but I feel like I've never been more in tune with banana purchasing than I have now (laughs) I don't know if you guys feel that way where you're like hmm let me get four of these very green ones Mm -hmm. two of these slightly more yellow ones that one's not gonna last (laughs) yeah yeah
1: yeah definitely and my husband is slightly allergic to bananas so I have no help in the banana realm (laughs) that is tragic yeah I have to own my mistake every time and I personally prefer like Prefer on the just ripe, slightly on the green side. I definitely how one where the peels like starting to look yes. very black. <laughs> yes. Like, oh.
0: My husband makes fun of me because I just can't stand like
1: really, really ripe. ripe
0: bananas. It's just, I think it's the texture.
1: The one where you can put boba straw in and then basically it, <laughs> it up.
0: <laughs> so he always like points to green banana. He's like, you want to eat that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So, we anyways, get rest. yeah, we've gone off tangent, but going back to glow recipes latest product this is their pomegranate peptide firming serum Mm -hmm. it's 45 dollars for one ounce and Mm -hmm. we're just gonna go through it really quickly maybe the first few ingredients and talk about their
1: testing cool so the ingredient list reads water propane diol glycerin these two are your humectants acacia senegal gum Pulalon, which is a very interesting polymer that Victoria mm-hmm. loves, <laughs> Squalane, <laughs> Copper Tripeptide 1, SR, hydrozoan Polypeptide 1, Punica Pomegranate Seed Oil, Fruit x Hyaluronic Acid, Sodium Hyaluronic, More Oils, yada, yada, yada. Yeah.
0: So I would say this is more of your classical kind of like elusive peptide mm-hmm. anti-aging product they did do a consumer perception mm-hmm. and we should give it to them because it clearly states consumer perception. Yep. Um, so it says, based on a consumer perception survey of 31 subjects after four weeks, mm-hmm. 93% agreed skin looks firm, lifted, and smooth. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned in our peptides episode, we had a peptides episode, right? I think so. Yes, last year. <laughs> Um, In collaboration with Cedera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yes, peptides is hard for us to talk mm. about because everyone is different, and even within the same Inky mm. name, the sourcing really matters. So it's hard for us to speak on the efficacy thereof. Mm. But I do want to point out the pulum part of it. Mm. This one is a classic um, tightening ingredient, if you will. But it gives you that a little bit of that instant effect. It has a film-forming property to it. Nothing wrong with that, but just want everyone to set expectations that you know, with a consumer perception study of four weeks, it is still early to really see that long-term firming effect. So I suspect the pull-on might have helped that perception a little bit there. You have tried this product, let us know how it did for you and yeah. We should
0: also mention that firmness is a very mysterious Mm. claim uh, for us industry insiders in terms of what that means because firmness and elasticity are Mm. kind of these terms I get around that, you know, Allude to a lot of different interpretations mm-hmm. where people expect tightness, lifting, maybe even more bounce, you know. Mm-hmm. But in that, if you actually look at the phenomenon of skin, it can be very different. So, this is where I think that's why I feel like to me, this is a very classic anti aging yeah. product. Yeah. But yeah, and yes, I. I hate (laughs) pull-on. I hate working with it. I hate having to deal with it, as you can tell from my feelings towards all the claims around it. So yes, that's the general feel. But anyways, if you try this product, let us know how it goes. All right, moving on. Okay, in the past months, Mm -hmm. um, we've been talking about a lot of very interesting collaborations. Mm -hmm. You have beauty entering the metaverse. You have beauty entering gaming. So it doesn't seem like that's stopping. Um, there is another gaming collab, which I thought was quite fun. Mm-hmm. Gillette mm-hmm. Uh, has teamed up with Razer. Gillette and Razer, they are a kind of like gaming accessory company that has very fancy gaming mice and keyboards. They teamed up to do an actual Gillette Razer
1: collab. Uh, I get it. Razer collabs <laughs> with Razers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I just wanna share this because it's very random. Mm-hmm. And uh if you have a gamer in your life, please poll them on how they feel about this general collab. I polled my brother who is a in-the-closet gamer. I think he would be annoyed that I'm closet? sharing this. <laughs>
1: he's, he's like moonwalking back in the yeah. closet, and like, oh don't out me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I asked him his general feelings about this and he was like, uh, what do you want me to say? I was like do you care? And then he was like, "Do gamers shave?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, he was he told me that because he only has a few whiskers, mm. uh, he uses the cheapest razor available. As very, and right. sometimes that's what comes from the hotel for free.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know so, that yeah. was actually one of my first thoughts too. Yeah. I was like, I feel like if there's like if Gillette has a woman's version of that, if they collab with a movie or yeah. like limited edition like print, print. Barbie. Like Barbie, something like that, yeah. or um, or anything, right? Yeah. I can see women being like, "Oh, this is fun." Okay, yeah, yeah. I pick it up. And if you yeah. like, if you're already in that like blade family where it fits, you. I feel like yeah. for a woman, it's kind of like, "Oh yeah, I'll hang on to a cute like cute razor." Yeah. But for men, you're either in the camp of like, "I don't care," while whatever has a blade on it, yeah. I'll use, or you're very particular mm. about what you use. So if you're not already in the Gillette family, I would think it's hard for a dude to you know, like switch off from their typical preferred razor and get this one just for limited edition print. So kind of curious what guys actually think.
0: Yeah. So let us know. But otherwise, just a little fun, another fun collab out there. Also trying to enter the gaming space. Next thing. So skinification of makeup has been a big thing Mm -hmm. recently. So big, in fact, that Mac has mentioned that they are going to debut their first new foundation, which they have not done in years. Mm-hmm. And for this one, they wanted the description is the skincare adjacent foundation will be available in 56 shades. Wow. According to a report published by WWD, the brand has plans to roll out this hybrid approach to other core categories too. The first half of 2024 will see the launch of lip products boasting skincare ingredients. Mm. And then what's also interesting is In this statement, the Estee Lauder company's owned makeup brand is launching a new range of foundations with an 80% serum base designed to offer offer lighter coverage for radiant skin. So I don't know. It's a lot of mystery Mm -hmm. because Gloria and I last year for funsies decided to actually pick up some legitimate foundation from MAC. Mm -hmm. And I already felt like that was more on the sheer side. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I'm kind of curious how much more sheer it's going to be.
1: I'll be honest, have a confession, is I never, unless something says high coverage, all the light coverage stuff, I have no idea what to expect mm. just based on the name, yep. right? When the BB cream craze was a thing, yeah. is it coming back? I feel I like, th- yeah. I think it's back. <laughs> like BB creams, tinted moisturizers, yeah. Yeah. light, dewy, radiant, skinified yeah. foundation. What coverage level are we talking about? I have no idea what to expect. I don't know if you feel this way, but I
0: still feel like I gravitate towards makeup. Mm. Then- like tinted moisturizers Mm -hmm. because i want the functionality of a foundation Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm like a little hesitant because when they said 80 percent serum base i'm like but i i still need some coverage and also i
1: already have a serum thank you (laughs) yeah
0: exactly it's like i'm not gonna buy this foundation for the skincare properties right Mm -hmm. i'm buying it still for makeup so These hybrids are, I always feel like are a little... They turn out to be a little wishy-washy in both camps. A little bit like straddling the line too much. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe you guys can let us know your feelings. Is that the millennial in this (laughs) (laughs) talk?
1: Are we Jaden millennials? God damn it. Because I feel like multitasking... not that old. (laughs) Oh, man. But I feel like multitasking products, they try to make it happen in a lot of different forms. And... I think Victoria's right. A lot of times in execution, it just feels like it's neither a great foundation yes, nor exactly. a great skincare. So. Exactly.
0: Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Also, um, I'm kind of excited about their their lip product launch. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah, very sad. when Bite died, it was gen- genuinely sad because I felt like I, I actually appreciated their take. It was like very nourishing without feeling like, I don't know, most lipsticks are very cakey and whatnot.
1: Yeah. yeah. I actually agree. And I think Max. Longwear lipsticks on me is super drying mm. but i do appreciate the collection of shades mm. so curious about the lip line yeah all right
0: and finally i have to share another survey let's see the surveys we've shared were about men they're about gen z's right and this time they're actually focused on us <gasps> millennial females
1: oh my god <laughs> This whole new section is actually a celebration of millennials. <laughs> we're still here. I don't know if it's celebration or just <laughs> highlighting. We're millennial AF. <laughs> yeah.
0: So in this survey, it's, it's great. The title is, what are millennials' top beauty regrets? I love it. <laughs> so I guess um, this company, LaserAway, surveyed over a thousand millennials on beauty practices they followed when they were younger that they might regret now. They focused on five key areas, um, facial skincare, Mm -hmm. hair and makeup, health and nutrition, body skincare, and dental care. That's a lot. Yep. And so some of the general points they found was 85 percent of millennials are more cautious about the beauty practices they follow now than Mm. the ones they followed when they were younger you can agree with that i think that's fair yep 49 percent of millennials regret past beauty trends that they followed when they were younger
1: Mm. i don't know if i regret anything it's more it's kind of like haha yeah so young and so cute yes
0: exactly so i don't yeah i agree i don't know if i regret but some of the trends were hilarious yep 43% Forty-three percent of millennials shared that past beauty practices negatively impacted their skin. I thought that one was tragic, mm. and I felt like maybe this is the group of acne people because that—that that I felt, it, I feel that. I yeah. feel like early two yeah.
1: thousands, the theme is to wash the crap out of yep. your face, <laughs>
0: wash and scrub and dry out the crap out of your face. Mm-hmm. of millennials said they spend more money on their beauty and health now than when they were younger. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's very true. All right. And for the top five beauty regrets, the five are one, not investing in quality skincare.
1: Mm -hmm. That was interesting.
0: Two, eating too much junk food. I
1: find that to be a little surprising.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Three, not getting enough sleep. Four, not drinking enough water. Five, not getting enough exercise. Oh, so
1: it's all like lifestyle
0: based. So when I read this, I was just like, "Well, that's just life." Like I feel that now. <laughs> it doesn't really make me feel like I'm. It's something I didn't pass. It's like I still struggle with some of this stuff.
1: So I, when I saw this list, my first thought was actually, "I am the opposite way." Uh-huh. I feel like I didn't eat enough junk food yeah, in my youth when I could afford to. There you to. go. There you go. <laughs> I I think I
0: regret not
1: capitalizing
0: yeah. on that period of my life. Do, my metabolism is never gonna be the same. Yeah.
1: And I like legit. I um mm, I think a while ago I went crazy on back of like Five Guys fries, <laughs> and it's just like I feel like this is gonna sound but when you get to a certain age and you really go crazy on junk food, you don't feel good the mm-hmm. next day. Especially yeah. when you typically eat pretty decent. Yeah. That's not a problem in my <laughs> early
0: 20s. Yep. No regrets. No yeah. regrets. Yeah. <laughs> so and yeah. I think the other thing too is like even things like not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. I feel like back then you're just like, well, I was good to go. I don't think I really worried yeah. too much about that. Yeah,
1: agreed. So you're still, you can recover. It's all good. Yeah. I will say that not exercising enough is probably mm-hmm. one of mine but the regret level is not necessarily like, oh, I feel like I'm out of shape now or I'm paying for that. It's like, I think I missed the window to be hot. <laughs> what are you talking about, Gloria? You are hot. What are you saying? <laughs> I feel like the amount of work it takes to maintain status quo now is very different than before. Whereas before, yeah. do my lifestyle, in my, like, in college yeah, and early true. 20s, yeah, like, thinking back, different. I'm like, oh! <laughs> and I was still fine. Yeah. Imagine if I actually worked hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: All right. And then
0: going into categories. Mm, I um, love this one. <laughs> all right. I will skim through a few of these. We won't go mm. through all of it. Let's focus on skincare first. So top skincare regrets. Number one, not investing in quality skincare. Mm-hmm. Number two, which I totally agree because I felt like I, I don't know if you did this, Gordon. Just like falling more into the trend than actually looking for products. Mm-hmm. So like if it's like a clay mask, I just bought like whatever was cheap
1: uh-huh like whatever
0: but it's a clay mask i yeah. didn't even think about like i don't know purchasing something super fancy or anything. i have an older sister
1: so i stole uh, there go. <laughs> economical <Very good>. whatever <laughs> she's using she used to like she i think she will know especially like she hates it with she thinks i'm like super dirty yeah you know, like I think siblings all go through a phase where you think your siblings germy. Yeah, and if she has like pump, yeah. stuff, she's kind of like Ugh, whatever. Yeah, if she has a jar and she thinks I dip my hand in his, she's like, I will
0: murder you. So yeah. when you like smooth it over, you're just like yeah,
1: and then the more like it turns into a whole like bonsai project where you're just, <laughs> just like loving it just right. You still get caught. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right, number two, skipping face moisturizer. I was a big culprit of this. Number three, neglecting lip care, which I. I really like it's like something I never thought about, but yeah, I lips do age; mm-hmm. they their structure changes, they get wrinkles. They're actually very difficult, so mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fair. Yeah,
1: especially SPF lip. Yes, I never thought about yeah. even trying to pick up an SPF lip. And thinking back, like when you're younger, you're spending even more time out in yep. the sun. And I, I was someone that I don't know. I I'm someone that after I grow older, I really hate the classic chapstick formula. Yep. But as a kid, that's like all well, you have like mm-hmm. like this lips is it called smuckers or whatever that like fruity lip Carmex. Song? no it's like this really jank packaging sorry it might be smuckers yeah it's like super childish and it this is, is very yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah ah, smuckers lip, lip smacker yeah
1: lip smacker that was my jam because <laughs> it tasted good not because it really hydrated my lips
0: <laughs> yep that's so true so... it was just like the fun thing to carry around because sometimes yeah. they would make them like little keychains
1: and stuff, right? Yeah, or you buy a pack with your friend and mm-hmm. you split the fa- flavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Age revealing. <laughs> Number 4 Overplucking eyebrows. Yes! So relatable!
0: <laughs> Super relatable! I have definitely done this. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> and I still remember my mom's reaction when she saw me after I plucked my eyebrows. She's like, Wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Why
0: did you do that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, my my mom is blessed in the eyebrow department. Mm -hmm. Like, she naturally has like a good eyebrow shape and really lush eyebrows. Mm -hmm. I did not get the shape. I only got the hair, the darkness. Mm -hmm. And my sister got her whole eyebrow. And yeah, in for those of you unfamiliar, back in the nineties and the early two thousands, thin eyebrows were in.
0: They might have tried to bring that back. Recently, yeah,
1: but I don't think that really caught on. Caught on, yeah. If you want a reference, go look at the movie Fifth uh, Element and Mila Jovovich, <laughs> like, like that pencil eyebrow <laughs> yeah. look, was so in. So all day, you just see girls, like, just like, yep,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number five, skipping eye cream, which I'm like, hmm, I still I skip eye cream, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, well. Well, for me, I didn't skip it when I could use retinoids and I did our double play, but I'm just saying. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I didn't give this category a thought. And to be honest, I don't, I think for us, it's still a... a category that's more of a secondary than mm-hmm. a must in your routine.
1: For sure. If you have one that you, you love, mm-hmm. um, by all means, and I think I'm someone that never really got it. My eye area as of now isn't significantly drier than the rest of my face. I am very cognizant of when I'm moisturizing or using any serums. I just bring up to the eye area and and yeah, and that's
0: it. So I'm going to run through a couple more. Just to, yeah, there's a few more that I think are pretty good. So top hair and makeup regrets. um, Things like overwashing hair, not using hair, heat protectant, bleaching hair, Mm. not removing makeup before bed. Oh, that was so in. That I, (laughs) many a times in college, (laughs) could not bother. And then, in terms of top body care regrets, things like skipping sunscreen, mm-hmm. skipping body moisturizer, neglecting the neck and chest from sun care—I think that's actually a really good one. Yes, please don't do that. Yeah, and uh, not protecting hands from the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, if you guys are curious, we'll leave the link in the description. It's a generally very fun um, survey, but. It really hits hits me in the feels, of nostalgia relatable. and regret. I guess. Uh,
1: yes, I too. Oh, I am still so guilty of skipping body moisturizer more often. Than I, I I should.
0: saw a meme that I thought was so wonderful. It's like, basically, it's like, it's like me putting on my fifth um, product on my face, and the face is like beautiful and gorgeous, and then and then shows like your elbow, and then it's like basically this like decrepit. <laughs> This decrepit potato face. Like, it's like really dry like, it's, and <laughs> it's
1: so true. Yeah. Oh no. Which I
0: think my elbow is also like that right now. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, all right. That's it for the news. Oh, we should someone. move on. So we're gonna move on to decodes. Um, we are decoding two products today. Mm-hmm. And like we said, this is actually going to be in the occlusive space. Mm -hmm. Now, to explain our decodes and why I picked these two is because when you do a quick Google for things like slugging, Mm -hmm. you get all sorts of products. And one of the ones that actually kind of trended but we should explain is the La Roche-Posay Cicoplast Balm, probably because it's called a balm. But we should decode it and explain why we would not consider this an occlusive product. All right. So La Roche-Posay Cicaplast Balm. I'll read the ingredient list. Uh, just a, uh, more of the top ingredients. So it's water, hydrogenated polyisobutene, dimethicone, glycerin, shea butter, panthenol, propanediol, butylene glycol, aluminum starch, autosinyl, succinate, cetyl, a peg, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so we'll just end it. They do have, uh, we should say Uh, On top of some of their dimethicone in between, you've got zinc, gluconate, madocastaside, manganese, gluconate, silica, aluminum, hydroxide, magnesium sulfate. So, yeah.
1: Cool. So, we would consider this um, a pretty... Pretty like a sticker cream. cream. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like almost like a night cream mm-hmm. texture. I've used it before. I think it's, yeah, it's a classic night cream texture. It's not as spreadable as some of the creams. It does sit pretty heavy on skin, not necessarily in a bad way because it is positioned as a balm. It, it is very protective. And a lot of times I find myself rather using it for like only really, really dry climates and scenarios because it is that heavy. But It does have a lot of water grabbers as well like the glycerin the panthenol the propane diol that's probably the reason why we wouldn't consider this a true like slugging bomb that you might think of
0: yeah and we get really high occlusion yeah and we should review why occlusives is a category Mm -hmm. in moisturizers is that the idea is for it to actually seal in Mm -hmm. the moisturizer and prevent water from evaporating from skin so because this is still an emulsion that does contain water and you've got your water stuff, mm-hmm. um, we would say this is probably not one that we would immediately point people to for that kind of like occlusive final step. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it is a great thicker cream that let's say, kind of like what Gloria is saying, if you are looking for a much heavier moisturizer mm-hmm. during desert climates or very dry winters, just dry skin in general, this is something that you can definitely consider. But yeah, so. That's kind of like one end of the spectrum that we wanted to paint um, for this occlusive category. The next one is good old Aquaphor. Aquaphor, and, which I have right here. Yeah. And we're going to go through this inky, which is very straightforward. First things first, when you look at Aquaphor, you'll see that it has a drug fact label. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because they are claiming petrolatum as a skin protectant, which is a clear sign that it's an occlusive. Mm-hmm. That they list that has 41%. On top of that, they have mineral oil, saracen, lanolin, alcohol, panthenol, glycerin, and bisabola. So a very straightforward ingredient list.
1: Yeah. You'll see that it has the water grabbers like panthenol and glycerin, but no water. It's just kind of there because the reality is the petrol atom is definitely doing the, um, the heavy lifting. And this is truly an anhydrous or water-free mm. product. Yeah. And yeah, I... I think this is a classic example of a petrolatum based um, product that you can use for sluggings by the thin layer. And it's works great for lips, like dry patches, whatever you need. Yeah. And I
0: think if this is the reason why there are blends out there. Aquaphor mm-hmm. is not the only one, is because sometimes the petrolatum texture of like Vaseline is too much for people. Um, and so they blend it to kind of give just a bit more refined like finish um, while adding some of these like light soothers in there as well Mm -hmm. um so this we would consider a very like classic occlusives product yeah and yeah that's kind of the two foil products you'll find
1: in the category i don't know anything else i think it's just um it's something that you can just do a quick decode on Mm because i think skincare is just an industry where whatever the name the product gets like bomb cream whatever it's definitely there are many brands that will kind of tweak up the meaning here and there so just do a quick deco. if there's water as a first ingredient it's a telltale sign that it's more of a cream yep. and you'll get that white classic lotion or cream texture consider it like a heavy moisturizer yeah. if you're looking for something to really seal in that dry patch or even be okay for lip use I would say a true bomb, true anhydrous balm like the aqua is much better totally. for me especially lip like you, you will not use a cichoplast cicapl- yeah. on your lip it's kind of gross <laughs>
0: yeah yeah for sure other than that in the meat, we're going to get into a huge Ooh. deep dive on occlusive mechanism. It's actually quite fun and kind of talk about really how occlusives work and kind of all the questions behind it, like controversy of Petrolatum. So stay <gasps> tuned for that episode. But otherwise, that's the end of our decode. It's very short and sweet. We are going to move on to Q&A.
1: Yep. Uh, just two quick questions this time. Uh, number one, would you recommend a daily exfoliation rather than mm. a more intensely weekly peel? Or is it better to do a deeper peel once a week and be done with it? You're going to hate this response, but it depends. It depends. <laughs> it depends. Trademark. <laughs> <should> trademark <laughs> It just depends. Um, everyone's like, "God." <laughs> well, um, it depends on your expectations and yes, what you want the peel 100%. to uh, accomplish. Daily upkeeps are great for things like general texture. Mm -hmm. It supports a hyperpigmentation tackling routine, but probably won't add all that much efficacy by itself. Great maintenance, very low chance of irritation if you use more of a daily product. So it's right for most skin types. But if you want a heavier hitting product that can, I don't even wanna say by itself will do all those things, but definitely play a much bigger role for hyperpigmentation and fine lines, Mm -hmm. then once a week peel will be much better for it. And there's option secret option number three is you can do both. <laughs> Some people are very tolerant to yep. chemical exfoliants in general. There's nothing wrong with using a more intensive peel once a week or even once every other week, mm-hmm. and do a mild like exfoliating toner or something on a daily for an upkeep. It just depends on your skin condition. I hope that answers it. <laughs> I hope you don't feel like I said nothing. <laughs> Maybe
0: to to sum up, it's what are your goals? Yep. How does your skin currently tolerate peels? Mm-hmm. From there, if that should give you an idea of like where you fall on like, can your skin tolerate a higher, more intense peel? Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, I don't know. It, it, again, consistency, it it's what gets you results. So if you're one that needs daily exfoliation and can stick to that, great. If you're one that's I don't know Some Like for me sometimes I can be whimsy With the weekly peel Yeah Not always great You know If you're trying to get results So anyways Yeah Ironically
1: I'm the other way around I hate too many steps In my yeah. daily routine, so I stick to just once a week To yeah. get the job done Yeah And that's it Yeah
0: Alright second question Is it okay to combine Copper peptides Blah And vitamins <laughs> <C? laughs> like this question. <laughs> okay. Have any actual experiments of human skin been done or is the don't combine thing just some or some more or less philosophical idea? Yeah. I think you pretty much hit it on the nail is that uh, there's just not a lot of experiments done and there are multiple sources of copper peptides. Some synthesize very differently. So the suggestion is definitely more philosophical. I would generally say, when you say combine copper peptides and vitamin C, I'm assuming you mean layering and not mixing vials together. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely don't want to do that. Don't mix the products together. Layering, I think, is a little bit more whimsy. yeah, um, I would say we're not super worried. Um, just because that interaction is so temporary. Mm-hmm. However, some peptides can be very fragile. Vitamin C also can have a very low pH. So, it's that's why it generally feels very philosophical.
1: Well, there's also <laughs> a lot of papers on copper, the presence of copper yep. ions um, causing vitamin C to degrade. You mm-hmm. will even see very dramatic papers that cites that the combination of copper and degrading vitamin C causes it cleaves DNA, causing damage, and a lot of very dramatic <laughs> papers yeah. on it. And a lot of these are done on a nutrition level because you're eating um, vitamin C and your cells have a lot of pop- copper. And generally speaking, these are very zoomed in looks at these type of things. Super nuanced. All we can say is if you're worried and because copper peptides definitely in the long one, does degrade vitamin C and it can, the reaction can be both ways because like Victoria mentioned, peptides are very fragile. Copper peptides, a lot of it, has to be stored in the fridge and all of that if you're worried just do vitamin c in the morning copper peptides at night and that's it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean again as you can tell it's like the general stance can vary Mm -hmm. um so it's really a matter of you know how concerned are you Mm -hmm. and i would say for gloria and i how concerned are we gloria
1: i don't like copper peptides because i think the data (laughs) is whatever so it's not really on the top 10 of my skin (laughs) concerns well that's a whole other can of <laughs> anyway, I just say I pulled this question because I love the second half of the yeah. question where I can say, why, yes, that's a great question because indeed there's nothing been done on like human skin <laughs> in vivo topical application. Like you know, yeah. yeah,
0: this person knew. So, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, if you if you're very worried, I agree. Take Gloria's stance. Otherwise, for me, I find layering to be so temporary that I'm like, meh. <laughs> 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 All right, um, and that's it for our Whee! decode episode. Um, Yeah. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys to give you a quick primer on how to shop for an inclusive product. We do find this category to be very beneficial for, um, I don't know when your skin is kind of in a pinch and Mm -hmm. it can be helpful to make sure you have that right product, um, on hand. For Um, but otherwise, yeah, next week we're going to get into the meat. So, um, we're gonna end this. Uh, Gloria,
1: where can they find us? You can find us on our website at chemistconfessions.com. Don't forget to check out the incubator and sign up to yes. happen. Yes. You can write. We'll to include on... the link in the description. Right yes. And you can write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com. You can DM us on Instagram at chemist.confessions. And that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye.